You are listening to The Riding, NFL DFS podcast with Pat James. Welcome, everybody, to The Riding, DFS and betting podcast for the U.S. Open. First, apologies for the late show wrapping up things at school this week. It is now over. We had our last day. So now it is full bore, probably Monday shows from here on out in terms of PGA DFS, which will be nice to get that out to you guys a little bit earlier than usual. Um, Apologies for not having a show last week, the last week of school with finals. And, you know, I have mostly seniors, so I had graduation, all kinds of activities, things like that. Just a wild week. Couldn't get to it. Um, Had a pretty solid week in terms of betting in DFS. I think most of the top 40s cashed. The model was pretty much mirrored the leaderboard. It It was a really solid week. In terms of DraftKings as well, um, Rory came first in the model. Tony Finau was up there. JT was up there. And I mean, you know, that's nothing special. Those guys were, were mostly the, the top end of the of the field. Having Finau hit the model was probably a bit unique um, because he hasn't been playing great. But I think the weighting of more recent rounds, the way that I do it, definitely... Um, is the reason that he crept into the model there. Kirk was in the model. HV3 was in the model. A lot of guys that, um, you know, finished high were in the stat model last week. So that was good. Led to a pretty solid week. This week, the U.S. Open. Uh, So what I did, the model's a little bit different this week. Um, I weighted a lot of the quote-unquote difficult filtered stats a little bit more. Um, So the U.S. Open at Brookline should play on the difficult side, right? I've seen some quotes that, you know, like Tommy Fleetwood said, like, you can get this course. It's scorable if you hit the ball in the right place, et cetera, et cetera. But with the way the rough is up, the fairways are tiny, uh, the greens are tiny, I don't think that this one, that this is going to be a runaway um, like Aaron Hills or anything like that. I think it's going to be probably in the single digits at best, the low double digits. We'll see. Um, but a lot of the stats that I, I use this week are filtered by only difficult rounds, right? Courses that have played difficult to par. So we looked at greens and regulation gained on difficult courses, obviously approach opportunities gain. Those things are going to be in there, uh, without any filters form. I did look at form on or strokes gained, I should say on difficult par 70 holes. We looked at long iron play. Cause I think those are going to be important. Um, strokes gained off the tee. I basically used a little bit of stroke seen off the tee, a little bit of driving distance, and a little bit of fairways gained as a hodgepodge mixture for my driving stat. Um, and I do think strokes gained around the green is going to be important as well because guys aren't going to hit a ton of greens. That's just plain and simple. 
And then obviously putting, I looked at lightning fast putting because that's what those surfaces should be this week. Okay, top 10 in the model. Number one is Rory, right? He And he rates out well in those difficult categories, right? Like difficult greens and regulation gain. What that measured is who's hitting more greens than their opponents when it's tough to hit greens. That's Rory. Let's look at uh, his difficult, yep, fourth in difficult par 70 courses. So Rory's first in the model. I think he's going to play really well. He feel like he has a chip on his shoulder. He's third in driving distance. He's not even that bad in uh, fairways gained even. 30th and around the green. Like his whole game is pretty solid. He's he's top 10 in 200 plus proximity. Really like Rory this week. He'll probably be popular in DraftKings. I really can't bet him at, at 10 to 1 or anything like that, but do like him for DraftKings. Um, maybe, you know, one and done, matchups, things like that. Wouldn't be surprised if Rory takes two tournaments in a row down. Second is Xander. Um, Xander's been playing really well in terms of, you know, not having any blow-up weeks. You know, he's kind of like plodding along. Decent finishes. Um, He's currently 20th in form. But there's something about these difficult field majors that that I feel like Xander is just, he's always in contention. I've actually bet Xander a 24 to 1. I think he gets his first major this week. It's something that I am not overly confident in, but I think he breaks through this week at Brookline. Um, One of the things that stuck out to me was he is excellent on difficult putting surfaces, right? So when the greens are lightning fast, people are losing strokes on the green, Xander gains. Um, He's sixth in approach, second in opportunities gained, top 20 in all the difficult stat categories, right? So difficult courses, difficult par 70s, difficult to hit greens. He's top 20 in all those. So I think Xander makes a lot of sense. He comes in at number two. Scotty Scheffler is third. Don't really have to say much about him. He's first in approach, first in form, uh, you know, seventh in difficult to hit greens. He's just going to, he's going to contend because he is, currently the best golfer in the world. So Scotty is third. And it's tough because all these guys are going to be up there in in price range. I do like Xander since he's 9,600. He's not up there with all these other guys that I'm mentioning. You're kind of going to have to pick your spots at the top. I think I might lay off Scotty, to be honest. I like Rory, but here's the guy that I think I like the most of the top range. It's John Rahm. He's number one in the difficult to hit greens. He's 19th in form, right? Hasn't been playing extraordinarily well. Hits his long iron. Like he's, you know, when you think long irons, you think a few guys. John Rahm's one of them. He's first in 200 plus. He's fifth in bogeys avoided too. That was a stat that I didn't mention. Bogeys avoided on difficult courses as, as well. He is fifth. And he's first in strokes gained off the tee. Eighth in distance. You know, if everybody's going to be hitting out of the rough, I'd rather hit out of the rough. 340 yards down the fairway. So Rom fourth, he's probably my favorite in the top end. Fifth is Shane Lowry. I have a bet on Shane Lowry. Um, he is second in form. He's playing unbelievably well. Second in form, second in opportunities gained. 11th and 13th, respectively, in the difficult categories. Difficult par 70s and difficult to hit greens. And he's first in avoiding bogeys on difficult courses. Man, 
think Shane Lowry sets up really well here. I believe I got him at 35 to 1. So he is one of my favorite plays in that 9K range as well. Six is Aaron Wise. And, you know, normally in the model, when someone pops that I am surprised that they popped, it gets my attention. So like last week was Kirk, right? I bet Kirk, he popped in the model and he did well, right? He he needed a weekend to do well, right? He didn't, he barely made the cut. And then he just absolutely dominated on the weekend to finish, I think T7 or something like that. But so Aaron Wise is, he rates out really well in those difficult categories, right? He is top 20 in Greens and regulation gain on difficult courses, bogeys avoided on difficult courses, and overall strokes gain on difficult par 70s. He's also 8th in approach, 14th in overall form, 15th in opportunities gain. Like just dominating in the stat categories here is Aaron Wise. And he's peaking, you know, he's playing well. He just came second uh, a few weeks ago. I really like Aaron Wise. 7 is JT. The only issue for JT for me, like he rates out top 20 in pretty much all the categories that we just talked about. It's fairways for JT, right? Like he can, he has the the tendency to just hit the ball off the map. So if he doesn't, it's okay to be in the, in the rough, but if he's like, you know, 30 yards left, 30 yards, right, that is going to be an issue. He's probably someone I will probably not have in DraftKings, right? I would rather Rom. I would rather Rory. I would rather Lowry, those guys up the top. Hideki is interesting. Hideki is very interesting. Seventh in approach, seventh in opportunities gained, third on difficult par 70s, and actually 16th in, in avoiding bogeys, 15th in greens and regulation gain. I think my strategy this week on DraftKings is going to be to kind of live in this 9K range for the most part. Like, I'd rather take two of Xander, Lowry, Hideki, um, even Will Zalatoris, or try to get one 9K and one 10K guy. I don't think I'm ever, I'm going to try to go, you know, double stud, like like Rory Scheffler or Scheffler Rom, Rom Rory. I think that just takes too much off the table because there isn't a ton of cheap guys that I love. So that is my plan there. Mito at 7,800 comes in at ninth. He is first in opportunities gained, 14th in difficult par 70s, 19th in difficult greens to hit. Uh, he's gaining strokes off the tee. Doesn't, doesn't pound the ball, but he's in the fairway and he's long enough. So I like Mito this week at 7,800. And then Max Home and Bet Max at 50. Um, some things that I liked about Max were number one, he's a good putter. I don't normally put much weight into putting, but this week when the greens are fast, this is kind of his jam. Um, he gains strokes with the putter. So I do like Max. He creeped into the top 10 basically because he isn't, he doesn't have any like alarming red flags. Um, he's 23 in difficult greens in regulation, 11th in overall form, third in approach. Um, you know, he's in the top third of the field in difficult par 70s, 14th off the tee, 28th in driving distance, uh, 30th in 200 plus irons. So like, there's nothing like where it's like, whoa, like, you know, like JT is like 130th in fairways gained in this field. That's, 
not good. Um, there's really nothing like Max is below, uh, you know, he's under like top 40 in, in all stats. So like Max at 10. All right, let's take a look at some of the DraftKings plays from the, the different ranges that I think are solid bets. Um, obviously Finau, you know, coming in, he's got some momentum, um, great with the long irons. He's actually pretty solid at avoiding, avoiding bogeys on difficult courses. Um, and he is 16th in par 70s that play difficult. So I don't mind Finau at 8,200. I am going to avoid, uh, Victor Hovland. He is, he has some alarming statistics in terms of difficult courses, right? So he's 64th in difficult uh, greens and regulation. And obviously we know that his biggest Achilles heel is his around the green game. So if he has to, if he misses greens and has to get up and down from this thick stuff, I don't think it's going to be, uh, I don't think it's going to be good. Morikawa is a bet that I made. You know, I'm not, I'm not ever going to not bet Morikawa. I, I was thinking about like ending the Morikawa run, um, but the fact that I've literally hit an outright every time that he's won is is a thing for me. Um, so it's tough to fade him when he's 30. Like if he was in the 20s, I probably wouldn't have bet him this week. And I don't think I'm going to bet him like every tournament going forward because I do think that that is probably a losing proposition. Um, you know, we caught him at some big numbers. We caught him at like 55 at the uh, the concession. Some other big number, 30. Five, I think I had him at um, the PGA Championship in 2020 at Harding Park. But now that he's like 18 to 1 in half these tournaments, I don't think it's going to be uh, a worthwhile proposition to just keep firing away on him. We've won our money, and let's leave it at that, I guess. So, other guys in this range, I like Sung Jay. He is. So, he's rounding into form pretty well. Like he was kind of there. Sungjae had like this weird thing where he was like trapped overseas because he either had COVID or he was a close contact. They wouldn't let him come back. He missed a tournament or two. Then he come back and he's playing pretty well. He's 16th in those difficult greens to hit third and bogeys avoided top 20 in form 200 plus proximity really like uh, Sungjae. So I think I'm going to live in this 7k range as well. Um, I like Tommy Fleetwood. I'm not a Fleetwood guy. There's some guys that like love Fleetwood, bet him for everything, put him in DraftKings, like auto click because he's just a likable guy. That's not me. Um, so, you know, if I recommend him, there's a reason behind it. The data definitely does back him up. Um, he's sixth in strokes gained on the, the difficult par 70 courses, which was an important stat for me. He's up there in long iron play and he's inside the top 30 around the green approach, form and putting. So I think Fleetwood's playing well, and he's going to be all right. Um, my favorite play, which is unfortunate because I think he's going to be popular as well, is Matt Fitzpatrick. I feel like he's bound to break through at some point. I don't know if that's a win, but another top five, top ten finish is not out of the picture. In fact, the top five or top ten bet on Fitzpatrick is probably a smart play, especially if you could find like a no-dead heat situation. But he is in the top 10 statistically in form, bogeys avoided, and around the green play. <clears throat> and then he's also up there, like, inside the top 
20 percentile of the field in greens and regulation on difficult courses, difficult par 70 scoring, stroke screen off the tee, distance and accuracy, and fast putting. So I really like Matt Fitzpatrick at 8,500. Corey Connors um, had a really nice final day at St. George's. He rates out well on those difficult uh, par 70s. He's, his long irons are there. You know, he's an, he's an approach guy. He's a second shot guy. So if his irons are working and he has more putts than everybody else this week, more birdie putts than everybody else this week, I think he, he gets... Notch is a high finish at 7,900. Um, I have three more guys for you. One is probably not surprising. The other two probably are. And here's the thing about the surprising guys. Like, I, I hear a lot of content creators, and this isn't a dig at anybody, but, you know, guys that run a model or guys that see form or finishes or they say, you know, I'm just not going to ever play that player because they probably have you know, some unconscious bias where he was the only player in their DraftKings lineup three months ago that missed the cut and they just don't like him. Um, But who, you know, when the statistics, and I believe in the way that I create a model, you know, it's worked for me. Um, So when, when a model or the stats bear something out, I try not to, you know, have my feelings about a player get in the way. And I think that is something that's rare because I don't typically like this player or play him a lot uh, in terms of DraftKings or bet on him ever. And that's Cam Tringali. You know, he rates out well. I mean, 7,200. He's probably one of the cheaper guys that I, I like, which it scares me because I know that he hasn't been playing great in terms of the courses that he was playing. But, you know, the model says that this course is one that fits him. He's top five in strokes gained on difficult par 70s and in bogeys avoided on difficult courses. So those two things for me say that he can hold his own here. Um, He does rate out fairly well. Uh, on difficult greens and regulation to hit 200 plus proximity and fast putting. Now I'm going to put him in, I'm going to sprinkle him into some DraftKings lineups. He is on my card in terms of top 40 betting, I think. So cards already out on, on Twitter, by the way. Um, so like, here's the thing. I'm going to trust that the model knows more than me and it does to be honest, you know, because what's in my head? My head is like what I've seen him do, what I remember him finishing when I rostered him. Um, It's all like qualitative data that who knows if it's even correct. So if the model bears it out, I'll roll with him. The other guy that you probably didn't think I was going to mention is Patrick Rogers, but I've been on him lately. Um, He's sixth in greens and regulation gained, 18th in fast putting, Uh, And he's also up there like in the top third or top quarter of the field in difficult par 70s and driving distance slash off the tee. So I like Rodgers a good bit. The other guy that you probably figured I was going to say is Davis Riley. Um, 7,300 for Davis Riley. The guy is like 
five top 15 finishes in his in the last three months. He is a peaking player, and you know he's solid in greens and regulation on difficult courses. He hits fairways. Uh, his approaches have been good. I like him as a DK play, as like a first round leader play. He's just he's grooving it. So I will play Davis Riley. Um, guys that I'm probably going to avoid: Louis, Vic, Terrell Hatton, Bryson. Don't love those guys too much. Um, but the guys that I mentioned, like Finau, Riley, Aaron Wise, definitely going to play those guys. All right, that'll do it for the Ride In DFS podcast. Saw something on Twitter, Reading the Green, I believe it was called. Somebody's been tracking picks that have been made on podcasts over the last month. And I was number six. Ranked sixth in PGA DFS podcasts in terms of, you know, how accurate, I don't know how they're measuring it or what they're doing or who knows what, but I was just tagged in something that I was the sixth most accurate podcast uh, in PGA DFS. So pretty cool to see. But as for the content, articles up on Fantasy Points, everything is going to be out much sooner and, you know, I will have much more time on Twitter over the summer to, you know, shoot the shit in terms of PGA DFS and betting. Uh, this la- these last couple of weeks have just been wild. And that's just how it always goes. Um, so we're ready to roll now for the summer, ready to dig into uh, the PGA DFS content a bit more, right? Like the behind the scenes stuff has always been there. Like I'm, I'm not doing any less research when I'm busy at school. It's just, I'm just on Twitter less. Uh, the podcast suffers some weeks. Um, the research is there. The articles are there. Some of the content just doesn't get pumped out, but now off for 79 days. So we're ready to roll. Good luck in all your U.S. Open bets and DFS contests. See ya.